Yeah, I'll I'll let you uh, have your superiority complex. All right. This is the Crowcast. I'm Chris, and I'm Will. And today we're doing a live show on a Sunday again because that's mm -hmm. just how it worked out. So that's how we're doing it. As you can see on screen, we're here to talk about the Halo TV series, and I have a few thoughts on how we can cover this and not make everybody angry. Okay. So, um, and we I did don't not, cover it. <laughs> I did not fill Will in to start this out, so he doesn't know what my plan is yet. No, I don't like this. I don't like secrets, Chris. <laughs> so what we're going to start with is uh, a. Did we watch it? Because that's yes. important. Yes, we both watched it. Okay, we both got the free um, Paramount Plus subscription through Xbox Live, I'm assuming, right? I'm actually borrowing it from my brother-in-law, but... Well, either way. Either, either way, way we can watch it. It doesn't matter. We watched, we watched the show. Okay. All right. The second thing is, did we watch the whole episode? Yes, I did. Yes. And I'm sure mm -hmm. Will did. Now, how many times did you watch it? I watched it twice in anticipation for this. I only watched it once, I will confess, but um, I was sending my reactions to Will the whole time yep, through the show. He was like so he live knows, texting me. <laughs> he knows where I was at with each different part yes. of it. Yes. Okay. So Will knows I have some relatively strong feelings about this show. Mm -hmm. Now, I think the best way to do it would be we spend some time kind of discussing um, the best parts of the show, the things that we think were done well, and then we can go into um, the things we don't think we're done well and then where we think the show can go to kind of get better as it goes that kind of a thing and then like what would be the point where we would either stop watching it or those kinds of things you know what i mean mm -hmm. all right so let's start with what do we think was done well you want me to go first chris go ahead well all right well i think the spartan armors are cool i think they look Pretty good live action. I was hesitant. I mean, it's never going to look as good as Iron Man. They filmed it during the daytime too, the first episode, which I thought was a really. I'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought they looked pretty good. I liked the brutality of the weapons. I liked the fact that plasma shots these blow off limbs and the blood splatter and stuff. I thought that was cool. Really shows kind of how scary the Covenant is. Um, I liked the energy sword that I, I believe it's the reach variant i don't know what it's called like i'm not that much of a halo nerd but um <laughs> it looked really cool like, coming through the door when he ignites it through that person's body it looked good i thought that looked cool um i liked the elite's face a lot uh i thought they did a good job modeling that the armor uh, i'll get in that later <laughs> um I liked the Prophets new design. I thought that Ooh, I did really like cool. the Prophets design, yeah. actually. I did. Yeah, I mean, I, I will always prefer the original, but it looks really cool in the live action. I thought it looked, I thought it was well done, personally. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, yeah. Um, trying to think later in the sh episode. Uh, did, you, did you like the way that they started the show? I, no. So, no, I don't. I can understand what they're going for because they're they were, you know, focusing on. I honestly like. What do you mean by the beginning of the show? Like the the okay. The let, me, let me let me let's start let's start let's start out the right way. Okay. okay. You were going through the things you like about the show. Yes. I was specifically just asking asking my goodness. I was specifically asking whether you enjoyed the opening scene of the show. Okay, if not, so we'll move on. I like. I kind of like the, the uh, card game when they're like talking about how the Spartans can't die. I thought that was kind of a cool callback to the games. I do like 
the fact that the colonists, or I guess the insurrectionists are a conglomeration of a bunch of different nationalities on earth. I think that really does show like that particular subset is it is important to show because that is shown in the games and the lore that like it's just a all the colonies are mixed together, which I think is it was a cool. Well, yeah, when it comes that. to the insurrectionists, yeah, I would I yeah. would agree generally speaking with that. Um what, the rest of the intro. I did feel like the insurrectionist colony was extremely small. Yeah, I, I mean it, it was we, like would, literally like one little itty bitty outpost. I would I have thought if, it would have been much bigger than that. Yeah, I don't know if there was meant to be the only one on the planet or if there's more on the planet that I thought it that seemed was, like that was the only one on the whole planet, the way that they showed it. Yeah, it was essentially just an oil rig. That's all it was. Right. Um, exactly. So if, if that's what they're, if that's all they were doing with, but it seemed like it was a planet that could sustain life. So I don't know why you only have an oil rig on it. I know I was um, a little confused. It didn't seem like that made sense, but keep going. Let's we'll do that stuff later. We'll talk about the stuff. What else we, did I like? Uh, obviously I like it when chief rips the, the machine gun off the turret. Or the machine gun off, like off its uh, uh, rest. Does make... Wasn't it just laying on the ground? I didn't think he actually ripped it off. Oh, true. It it was just laying on the ground. All right, him picking it up was still cool. Yeah. Um. Because it, it was a callback to the games. One of the yeah. few that I saw in the entire show. There was a couple <laughs> interesting. Uh, oh, you know what? The sound design was interesting. In a couple parts. So you had like the the shield recharge sound, which I yeah, like. That was good. I know there's something else, and I can't remember what it was. Something the elite did, and I was like, oh, that's what happens in the games. <laughs> oh, he says war, war, war at one point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, war, that's war. pretty much. That's what I liked. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I actually liked uh, the actor they chose for Captain Keys. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it, but I did actually like the actor for Captain Keys. I did not like the portrayal of the other Keys, but we'll get into that later. Okay. As far as the show goes, I felt like the opening was just the wrong way to open up an action-packed Halo show. It was too... I would have expected them to open at the scene where the colonists are being attacked by the Covenant. Like, just right there. Yeah. Spartans dropping in, action, get the show going. And then as this battle is coming off, because I thought the battle was really well done. I would have expected them to start it with that. But the battle was well done. That was one of the mm -hmm. things I really liked. And we'll get into how I would have rewritten this show to make it work even with the exact premise they had. Because um, I think there's a way to do it that would have worked better. And we'll, I, I'll talk about that later. But what did you like? You said I you liked the, the action-packed yep. scene. That, that part was the most redeeming part of the entire opening. I liked the actor they picked for Keys. I felt like he embodied the role pretty well as far as being a military commander. Uh, I think Halsey was the best character on the whole show. So far, I think she embodies Halsey of the actual games and books pretty well. Very interested in the science, very interested in the work going on, the Spartan programs, her yeah, obsession with, with John. That was cool too. Yep. I liked that. I liked her obsession with the Forerunner tech. She definitely embodies that role. I was a little nervous going in because obviously, uh, you know, you could easily have had all of the actual actors and actresses from the show reprising their roles if you wanted to, but they didn't. But that Halsey was perfect. Halsey, I have no complaints with Halsey. Um, <clears throat> the elite design, I liked it. I know it's a little kind of weird looking compared to the the show or the. I'm sorry, it's, we're watching the show compared mm -hmm. to the games. It was different, but I liked it. I thought it was decent. Um, like you said, the profits looked great. I liked the the brief showing of the Covenant uh, ship there. Oh yeah, high charity. That, that was cool. cool. 
Oh yeah, a lot of like the um, distance shots looked amazing. So I really liked the, the high charity. I also liked reach. I thought they looked cool too. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying like I think a lot of the more sci-fi elements were well done. Um, I liked a lot of that. I liked the Covenant weapons. I thought those were really well represented on screen. I do think that if you did it in, in nighttime, it would have looked even better. I have I have something to say about that later. So okay, but I do think that it was done well. Um, didn't care for the drug scene. It was kind of weird. Not sure why they did that. But uh, the camaraderie amongst the insurrectionists, despite their different backgrounds, that that was well done. Because if mm -hmm. you're an insurrectionist in the Halo series then you wouldn't really care who your counterparts are as long as you're aiming for the same vision. So that was well done. I thought that was good. Um, I thought the, you know, aim of the insurrectionists being like un, undefiled, unmoved by any particular persuasion. That was also good because the Spartans are obviously there specifically to shut down the insurrection originally. Mm -hmm. And then they were repurposed when the covenant war started. So obviously the insurrectionist distrust of them would be would make complete sense. <clears throat> and then but the thing that I was a little confused about was do the insurrectionists even know who the Spartans are or that the Spartan program exists? Like I, I don't remember that being a thing. Um like what do you mean? As far as like, what I mean, do you know, they know like, of them it, because they have been rumors. No, they I mean most of it would be rumors because Oni was really good about right. keeping things on the ramps, but no, I I'm pretty certain that the Spartans did attack some settlements. No, I know that. But would they like they would have obliterated any settlements? There would have been no information getting out of there. That's what I'm yeah. like. Would they really know that the Spartans exist? I think it would have been more rumors, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Okay. But I think that's where my uh likes of the show kind of end. Um okay. and I I like I said, I think there's a way I would have redesigned this episode that would have worked better. But uh, moving on to, I guess, where we're at is what we didn't like. So I'll let you go first, Will, because I have some pretty impassionate statements to make. Yeah, so what I didn't like is basically the overall structure of the episode. Um, there's a lot of just lore changes that weren't necessary and also just lore inconsistencies. So it's less that they change things, more like they're not thinking through what they're doing. So one thing that really stuck out to me is how they you know, grab that phantom and then they took it immediately to reach. They would never do that. So the Cope Cole Protocol outlines that you can't take the seized alien tech to a, a human colony because they could track it. And then you'd find a human home world. Um, so that was right. stupid. Um, and yeah, this is, there's just things that I don't understand why they changed. Uh, the Basically the entirety of the UNC, UNSC is different. <laughs> Uh, you know, Keys is still a captain. It looks like he might be an admiral. I don't know why he's doing what he's doing, uh, why he's in his, th that certain location, but he could still be a captain. Maybe I just don't understand. Uh, Miranda confuses me because I think she's actually a doctor in this show, but she what appears to be a captain's uniform. So is she a captain or is she a doctor or is she like <laughs> somehow both? I don't know how that would work. I mean, um, there are doctors in the military. Maybe that's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's a military doctor. I mean, she still works at UNSC, but my point is is that... She doesn't she, fulfill the role she fills in the actual normal story. Yeah, and also I'm just confused. I'm just confused why they have her be the ambassador, why she has that uniform on that makes her look like a captain if she's not a captain, if she's a doctor. And again, that, that the reason why she's a captain instead of a doctor in the lore is because she's closer to her dad, which is Captain Keyes. And she's like 
you know, estranged of her mother, um, you know, Halsey, who is a doctor. And that's the whole point. And it kind of seems like the show is painting this uh, power struggle dynamic in the family between her mom and her dad, which is just weird. I, the thing is, like, I can kind of understand a little bit because uh, I've seen that in other shows. But I don't know why they went this way with it, because there's already that kind of a power dynamic. And it, it's interesting that the daughter like, chooses the dad anyway. That's a minor nitpick. Um, I don't like the fact there's no other elite or there's no other covenants other than elite in that attack, which I don't really understand why. It makes no sense. There'd just be a group of elites. Um, I wish they had filmed it completely at night because one, the CGI would have looked better. Two, it would have been scarier. <laughs> and the, the covenant tend to do their attacks at night. Yeah. And that's also like when we first meet the covenant, it's at night. So it, that would have been such a cool scene. Uh, just finding them in the fields or something. Because um, strategically, then, you can hide better in, yeah. in at night, especially since they have their um, shoot. I can't remember what the shields are called, but the invisible shields. Yeah, I think that's it. Right, because that would have made more sense to attack at night because they would have completely hid cover. Yeah, and that's another thing. Why didn't the elites ignite their or have their invisibility shields on? They could maybe they weren't expecting to find any um, counter attack. At all because know. the colony was an insurrectionist colony. Also, I don't like the although I think the elites look cool as far as their face. Like they, they actually did like um the Halo C no Halo 2 anniversary face, which is nice. The the armor and stuff looks really weird and wonky. It um, does. They're also not super fast. I just the thing is like I always pictured Elite as like the the Halo one and two elites, and they're very quick and much more agile, serpentine almost. Um Anyway, I also don't think the Spartans should be in this show at all, at least not yet. <laughs> so I don't, the thing is, they almost, I feel like they put in Chief simply so they could market this to a broader audience or actually like pull in the original audience. Whereas you know, when this show was first announced, they were going to focus on non-Chief stories. And I, I would have preferred that <laughs> to what they're doing right now because they, one, they have Chief go AWOL, which like, already like how do you come back from that um and then they have him like find his humanity and take off his helmet in a combat situation which doesn't make any sense <laughs> that's like a season ending reveal it shouldn't have yeah been the and the thing is like i don't care about seeing his face like i understand that it's not the game so it's no longer me in the suit i get that but they have him do it there's no need to show the face like even if you could you could still have the same impact by just showing the back of his head and that the insurrection insurrectionist sees his face and also, why does it keep it off during a combat situation? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, but I think it would have been cool. The show be should a, have been should have been based around Sergeant Johnson. That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's, that's what Sergeant they Johnson. should have done. They should have done with Sergeant Johnson. You could have gotten the human aspect of the whole war, and then brought in the Spartans, and that would have been a very cool story arc. Yeah. So, if you're gonna do the show the way that they have it, oops, I think I spelled that wrong. There we go, Sergeant Johnson, Halo. Oops, I just went to Sergeant. All right, great. Yeah, and I would have loved an ODST show. That would have been so cool to, to follow ODSTs. I Actually, I'd rather... We've already seen the ODSTs. I'd love to see the Orion Project Spartans. The original Orions, right? The original Spartans. Spartans. Uh, we only know of one, though, right, Johnson? I think they've discussed a few others in the books, but I could be wrong about that. It's been a while I since I've dug into it. I have all of them, so I don't know. Yeah. But actually, that would be a cool book, too, would be to read about the Orions. Anyways, 
the, the show should have been about Sergeant Johnson, and then like you could have the lead up to um, uh, what's that first Halo book by uh, Troy? Uh, what's his face? Um, Fall of Reach. Fall oh, of Troy, no. Troy Denning. Troy Denning, yeah. What do you the first so- the first Halo book he wrote in the Halo Master Chief series. I have no idea what it's just got the master chief. It's got a green cover. I've got it upstairs. I would grab it right now. Anyways, you could lead up to where like end the show with Johnson meeting the chief. Yeah. Cause that's, that's how that book starts essentially. But that, that would be a great show. I would watch that. Sergeant Johnson would make such a great uh, lead character for a show in general. Yes. And you, and it would invoke the same nostalgia while having a far less complaints. But let me just say the, the way the show presents itself, it's, it's presented linearly. And I think the way that they did that whole scene would have worked way better if they would have done it with like flashback sequences. And it should have let in with the fight. Just the Covenant dropping in, drop that mm-hmm. drug scene. We don't need that at all. They didn't need to be there at all. I know it like establishes that the daughter was a bit rebellious against her dad, who is the leader of the colony. But whatever. I don't even need to know that. I, what I would have started with was that fight scene. And then flash forward to her being on the ship and explaining like things and whatnot and then flash between as people are dying on the planet every time somebody dies do a flash forward flash back flash forward throughout the fight and the fight could have lasted almost the entire show run and that would have worked way better in my personal opinion because the fighting is what halo is known for lead up with that i also don't like the chief's voice at all it sounds like he sounds like a freaking robot, like a lifeless, soulless robot. And the chief has never he is a lifeless, that soulless way. robot. My God. <laughs> he has never sounded that way in video games at all. It was like the, the deep, like dark, mysterious, foreboding, whispery, futuristic voice that's so generic to like every video game I've ever played. And he just sounds creepy. It's like. The chief well, is never supposed to sound creepy. They should have just gone the Vader route and kept the voice and then not have like the face reveal until the very end or something. Or not at all. Or not we at all. We, and we don't, it's, it's don't tough because reveal. they got Pablo Schreiber for the role and he's actually a pretty good actor. So you knew the moment they but cast him. He sounds him, horrible. You know, the moment they cast him, it was like, oh, the, the helmet's coming off. They would never have cast that actor if they weren't going to do that. I'm not. I have nothing against the actor, but his voice is wrong for the chief. At least whatever voice he made up for the chief, because he does not sound like anything close to the chief. I honestly don't care that much about that. If the rest of the show wasn't, well, it just every time I hear him talk, I'm just like, (laughs) oh my gosh, what is this? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, stop talking. Have you seen Ford on a Don? I have. Yeah. Do you like the chief in that one? Uh, I'd have to rewatch it now. It's been so long. I actually liked that movie back when it came out. Um, I know that he's not necessarily like the pro he's not prominent in that one. Right. Or am I thinking of a different, no, one? he's not. He's only at the end that the thing is that was better than this first episode. Oh it, yeah. It, that it whole gives thing. you the, the human perspective from like just normal people. Yeah. Uh, from Lasky's perspective, actually. And then at the very end, when the covenant are just destroying everything, that's when chief comes in and saves everyone. And it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll be honest night. with you. I think the more interesting uh, interactions are not the UNSC and Oni throughout the entire um, Halo series. The more interesting politics are on the Covenant side. And that I would not mind seeing fleshed out. I could care less about the inner politics of the UNSC 
Now, maybe the insurrectionists versus the UNSC would be fine, but the inner politics, the inter issues in the UN, like, I don't care. I, I just, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, so, that, those politics don't matter to me. The thing is, is that it is very interesting. The politics are very interesting, but I'm saying that as someone who plays the games for the action, and I'm, I'm okay reading about that in the books. Right. It, it is weird that that's the direction they're going with first. I mean, maybe they change it, but. Um, that's not that's something you delve into later when everybody yeah, when you actually have established characters and you establish the story and then there's like the oh man this is what's really going on behind the scenes kind of moments that'd be cool exactly i i don't need that to start the show off because they're already establishing the unsc is like is super evil and they just do what they have to to win against the covenant which ends up being really terrible things that they do um, but you're not supposed to know that right off the bat because why are you fighting for them then? <laughs> and if you're going to do this flashback with the Master Chief, like, establish that, like, now. You know, this this thing where his family's the flashbacks. I don't I don't understand what that whole storyline is. That doesn't, like, I, I know what it is, but I don't know why they're doing it. And then them just straight up ripping off Mass Effect with the whole, like, touching an object from Forerunner technology and having it beam into his head. is like, really? Like, you guys are going to just rip hear, off Did Mass you hear Effect the uh, Mass Effect uh, Easter egg in that show? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No, the Easter or, egg. Is there another, or is there another one that I missed? No, there is another one. So it's, uh, it says, Master, like, in the background, you can hear Commander Shepard come to the, what is the ship name? Like, Scaliac or something? Uh, no, the, um, I should know this, uh, Normandy. No, no, it's not his ship. It's oh, um, okay. it's a station or something. But it's, they say Commander Shepard in the background. So there is actually a Mass Effect Easter egg in the show after they rip off Mass Effect for the plot. <laughs> That's funny. I did yeah. not realize that. Twenty minutes late for dot slash frag here, huh? Yeah, I mean, basically where I'm at is like this doesn't feel like a Halo show true to the form of Halo. It feels like they have the Halo universe and they're just borrowing Halo for this other plot they're running you know what i mean it it does not feel like they really thought out and crafted a well because i was telling i was actually boring my wife with explaining why i don't like the first episode very much Mm -hmm. in pretty brutal detail in the car earlier today and i came up with this i was like you know what the halo story writes itself all of the all of the plot is already there all of the stories have already been written and all you have to do is produce a show. Yeah, well, that's any what deviation, they should do. Any deviation from the story that's already there is going to make people angry. Well, all they had to do is, A, follow the established story. So they could have started on Reach, followed Chief from there. They could have started like exactly how Halo 1 starts, followed Chief from there. They could have done uh, Halo Wars. That would have been a cool story to see on TV. Yeah. Or, or they could have done something that has nothing to do with too. Chief. You know what I mean? Fill in the blanks, but... Um, follow the main plot points. Yeah, the thing is, they could also just done nothing with Chief, and that would right. be fine. Focus on someone else. It's a, it is a big universe. And the thing is, they're talking. I, I saw an article or something about how they've gone through like, I don't know, like ninety different drafts or different versions of the story. And I'm telling you, when it first announced, they said no Chief, and then some executives like, no, we have to have Chief, and it completely <laughs> ruined everything because I, I don't think Chief should be in the story, at least not yet. I realize it's only one episode, so I'm being very harsh on it. I think this episode could have worked exactly the same way. Swap out Spartans for the Orions. Yeah. Well, they could have just had uh, Sergeant solo the entire Covenant team. I would have been all for it. <laughs> like Sergeant Johnson would have worked. Like that's the thing. 
swap out chief for any other character in this universe and it probably would have worked you could have had Locke, like any any other like obviously like timeline wise it would have been cool i'm just saying like any other character would have worked just fine in the Chief's shoes and that's why this show is bad yeah because if you're going to use the chief it needs to mean something and it doesn't it means absolutely nothing yeah. it doesn't fit his storyline it doesn't fit the lore that's established it doesn't even fit well, my own... Their own own canon and lore and stuff and it just, i wasn't expecting it to do the very first episode that was a mistake they shouldn't have done that like that, i will that's... say there is a change that if i think is what it is i'm actually all for it so um they have some, that random person in the covenant and when i first saw the trailer i was like what the f is this why is there this freaking person she looks like one of those characters from uh she's supposed to be the librarian three. supposed to be library no um i think the whole idea is that there's only certain people who can activate the forerunner tech and the so she's it's like because they have the gaia or, gaia or whatever is inside them so she is could she... have the library as gaia or whatever it is um, and then that was my first thought was that, that she's probably the librarian or something. That was yeah. my first thought. And I think that would be actually, that would be pretty cool. And also I think that's sort of a plot inconsistency in the original uh, story uh, where any human can access the foreigner tech. It's like, why doesn't the covenant just steal a bunch of people? And then like, they have access to everything now. It's always like a, it's a main, maybe, the, the, maybe the covenant never understood that though. You know what I mean? No, the thing is they, the three main prophets knew that the people were reclaimers and they purposely allowed the mistranslation that uh, there was a reclamation to be uh, propagated throughout the covenant. Oh, okay. um, so they, those three knew. They probably didn't want the rest of this. No, they didn't. <laughs> Not that. But I mean, like you see them, like they ha- they use Miranda to access stuff and they use Johnson to access stuff. Obviously chief can do it. Um, so they, they, they are purposely doing it. And also like they steal uh, Anders, I think is the, per- the doctor's and their doctor's name in uh, Halo Wars. That sounds right. Yeah. So anyway, here's another, here's something right here. It says essay says uh, the story of Buck and his journey is no ZST before and after reach also would like an episode where he witnessed the rookie's death at the hand of that rebel woman. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, thing. go ahead. I'm going to say there's so many stories you could tell. Why, why are they, telling the chief story but completely changing it i don't understand i still think the halo tv show would have worked better as like a medici miniseries where you just tell like various lore of the halo series i know that the continuous story is like one of those things that really drives viewership but the halo like the halo community has been so beaten down lately by like changes that have been made or this or that and like halo infinite is not doing as well as we were all hoping it would to have a show just spit, to spit in the face of the Halo canon and story and just like say, we're just going to do our own thing. Like it kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's almost like, ah, that's cool that you guys all like this thing, but we're going to make a real show. It's like, that's kind of what it felt like when they said that. It's like, really? So you're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to say that all of these people that love the Halo game series, the Halo books, that'd be like if the Witcher was like, all right, we know you like these games and these books, but we're not going to follow either. Yeah. I mean, they did follow the books instead of the games, but I mean, that's they're doing fine, a great job though. With them. At least they picked one. Yeah. The show's like, we're just going to do our own thing. 
This reminds me of, uh, do you remember when Kathleen Kennedy said that there was no established lore for, for uh, Star Wars to base movies off of? Exactly. Like, what are you talking about? There are hundreds of books. <laughs> the only reason there isn't lore is because you guys threw it all out. Yeah. It's like, the thing is, you, if, to throw it out, it had to exist. Anyway, that was done. That's, yeah. that's how I feel about this show right now. I'm like, I'm slightly intrigued just because I want to see like where this train wreck is going. Um <laughs> And I'm, what my my deepest hope is that this season is going to follow its course because they've already made it. People are going to give the feedback. It's like, this is stupid and this is terrible. And I'm hoping, because it's already renewed for two seasons, that they'll take the, the criticism, like the constructive criticism, and then they'll refocus onto, I don't know, like an actual Halo story. Well, you know, here's the thing. Paramount is the same company that screwed up the Sonic design and then fixed it before they released the movie. So, like, I have some faith that they'll take community feedback and fix things. Yeah, I hope so. But here's the thing that I would, like, when I'm saying that the um, Witcher series was able to uh, adapt to the books and still produce a good TV show, you had two different established lores. You had the the book lore and you had the game lore, and you could kind of choose, like, okay, which one are we going to take? When it comes to Halo, there is one continuous lore like Star Wars. If you choose to deviate, you have started your own version of the lore. And that makes a lot of people angry. At least yeah, with The Witcher, you had you had a choice because they both existed. And that thing is like, okay, I'm all, I am I am hesitant to say that I'm okay with people changing the lore. But that could the thing is like comic book movies are all different and they do really interesting things sometimes with changing the lore. But that's been so, established over a lot of years of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, so again, but like comic books change lore all the time. So my so I can see it working. However, if this is what they're changing it for, like this is their vision that they like they just had to make it and they couldn't make the established lore. I'm I'm not I'm not that excited about it. It sucks so far. <laughs> now let's move on to why I'm upset about the Master Chief's helmet coming off. Okay. It goes in line with the same like the voice change too. It's like it has been established throughout years of work by Bungie and 343. The chief does not show his face on camera. One time he did. No. Halo 4, he does, yeah. 343 three already freaking did it. Okay, I don't recall this. I'm going to pretend... the very end of the game. Why do I not remember this at all? I don't know. It was like sort of controversial at the time. All you see is really like his nose and his Isn't eyes. Isn't it a reflection? No, it's his face. It's, you see the helmet come off. Okay, well, we're going to find out right now. Uh, with the didact with the voiceover, how do you not remember this? I don't remember it at all. Like the reclamation has just begun. Let's see. Uh, now you're gonna screw me. There it is. This, no, no, the eyes that's what you see. The dead eyes mm -hmm. that's not a face reveal. Yeah, it is. It's more than you've ever gotten before. It's it that's, count. that's part of his face, Chris. <laughs> it doesn't count. His dead black eyes, and also count. they showed him as a baby. Well, yeah, but we've all like that's always been there. Nobody's ever questioned that. I'm not worried about that. Uh, yeah, see right here, he takes off his helmet in Halo One. And you don't see his face, right? And he puts yeah. on his helmet in a different. Uh, I don't know if it was a trailer or, yeah, it was the trailer for the yeah. original Halo Infinite trailer. He puts on his helmet. Starry Dream or Starry Night or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whichever one it is. Either way. Um, it's been established throughout years, years and years of lore that you just never see it. We don't. Other people do, and they can react appropriately. But I, I think that's part of it, though, is like 
the chief is better without a face because once you once you give him a face well now it's different everything's different yeah and the thing is so i the argument always is like you know in the games you're supposed supposed to embody you and you like you become chief so like the act the character is like acting the way that you would act so that's why they never show his face um, and then in movies, they generally like, well, you have to like show the face because it's no longer just you. Like they're trying to show like a different perspective. And, well, like, I think the show, if you're gonna have the chief in it, you tell it from the perspective of the chief. He should be one of the perspectives, and therefore mm-hmm. you still are the chief in the show, and that would have worked fine. Yeah, like you're still the person. Like I don't know how you'd do that, but I, I think it would still be cool not showing his face. You shouldn't. It just shouldn't yeah, be yeah. a thing. And it could, if it's told from the perspective of the chief, you're in the chief's head. You're essentially from the, the perspective of Cortana. Then you're seeing what the chief sees, and you're you're not interacting with him, mm-hmm. but you get to see what he's doing and kind of think about what he's doing. No, it's like I mean, a perfect character is Darth Vader. You, you don't see his face until the very end, and like the thing is, you never once don't know what he's thinking. You always know what he's thinking. <laughs> it's right. like the very you could do the same thing with the chief. <laughs> you could you easily and like could. the Mandalorian, like the most of the time he has a helmet on, you know what's going on. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you don't. And then the reason he takes off is like, when would the chief ever defy an order? In the beginning of that time, in that time frame, he would never defy an order. It breaks canon for me that he defies the order that yeah, early. On. Is, he doesn't even have Cortana. There's no part of him that is quote unquote human yet. The thing is, uh, three for three just constantly wants him to break orders. So he breaks orders in, in Halo Four. He goes AWOL in Halo 5. Well, that means that's going AWOL in this one. It makes sense, though, from the lore perspective after 4, that he would be less likely to take orders because of the Cortana situation. At least that makes sense. Yeah. He doesn't even have Cortana yet. He's still a mean, lean killing machine. Like, there's no point to him breaking orders this early. No, I don't understand. Again, yeah, like, where do you go from here? I was was hoping that this show would end up. Like, you have all this backstory stuff, and then you end up at the fall of Reach. So, and that's when you actually pick up, like, oh, everyone knows the story. Like, we can start following the, the proper timeline or whatever. But I don't know but how you get there from here. I don't know how you get there from here now. Doesn't make <laughs> like, sense. How does he walk this? What are they going to do? Have Halsey wipe his memory or something, and then put Cortana in his AI chip? That could work. Yeah, that's I guess probably that a, could. that's probably a better idea than what they have. <laughs> Because Halsey probably could wipe his memory at this point, throw him in like a, a, I don't know, brainwashing chamber for several hours and then put him in stasis until Halo CE. Yep. What are they going to do? Like completely rearrange? Like this is what actually happened when books were saying this was happening and the UNSC covered it up. And he wakes up. (laughs) Maybe this is all a vision that that triangle gave him. Is this the reason why the the stasis was necessary to start Halo CE? Is that what they're going to say? Because I think there's already lore behind that. Sure, let's do it. If that corrects this. <laughs> <laughs> I still want uh, Sergeant Avery Johnson to show up. That's I know, and like he wasn't even in the first episode. And now I'm worried. It's like, wait a minute. Is he not in the show at all? Because that will ruin it for me <laughs> if, if Johnson's not in there. This is just like Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh my gosh. That was yes. such a bad movie. Oh, it's so bad. I, we should never bring that up again. <laughs> hey, we have a thumbnail early on where I use the Dragon Ball Evolution uh, poster as art. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I want to see if I can find it. It was like way early on. Anyways, uh, so 
let's let's start talking about this then. How would you rewrite the first episode other than throwing it all out where it would work in your mind? With the premise they have, how would you rewrite it? Well, I mean, we have to throw it all out for I don't know where they're going with it. Okay, so, I mean if face they reveal the yes or no. Face reveal what? yes or no. Say one more time. Face reveal yes or no. no. What do we do? No. Okay. The thing is that you can still have that scene where he's trying to humanize himself to the insurrectionist. Um, I keep forgetting her name. I don't remember her name. But uh, you, uh, someone, I saw this on a uh, YouTube channel where they just have it where they take the helmet off and you just see the back of his head. Boom. You don't have to show his face. So you get the exact same sentiment. You get the same scene, but the audience still doesn't see the face. <laughs> there wow, it is. The thumbnail is bad. It is so bad. <laughs> That was when we were discussing the rumors around the Nintendo Switch Lite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's a start. I would start by playing the game. <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, man. Like, I, I guess the thing that bothers me the most is you're changing characters that already have a great backstory, very strong leads in the series. Like, for example, and here's the reason why I don't like keys. Uh, I like, I, I don't mind the uh, ad, uh, Admiral Captain, whichever keys. Um, but I, I do have an issue with Miranda Keys because she's coming across as a bit rebellious. And I don't remember her character ever being rebellious, but she was a very strong female I'd character. I'd say she's pretty rebellious. Also, Miranda Keys is a wet noodle. I don't know what this the love for that character is. <laughs> that character. She sacrifices uh, she, herself, she man. She takes care of the chief. She's a prominent female character. Yeah, that's fine. And I'm glad she's there. But I was never like, oh, my gosh. Especially even when she dies, I was just like, eh. Then once I realized that she, I was, once I, I realized was she was Key's daughter, immediately I was like, "Oh, okay." So man. go to that scene. So go to the scene when they're getting medals. I don't know how you looked that up. <laughs> this scene pissed me off. This is why I never liked her. So uh, she gets a medal for her dad, and then Chief doesn't get shit. <laughs> it's like <laughs> all the work I did in the first game, and I'm not going to get any medals for it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this video. <laughs> How keys banged out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, hold on. It's at the end of the first game or the second game? No, it's the beginning of the first game. The beginning of the second game, isn't it? Oh yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Okay. Beginning of the second game. Metal scene beginning. Well, maybe it was because you can't pin a freaking metal on a Mar Mjolnir 5 or whatever the heck armor at the time. Well, that's another thing is that he's in Mark 6. Why is he in Mark 6 already? It should be in Mark 4. Bro, now you're just talking about stuff these movie films that didn't play the games won't understand. Yeah, but I don't know. I really like the original armor. Also, how are right, there so the many iterations into it? Oh, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Am I too far yet? No. So when he charges up his shields, and then it's like the, here, right? Almost, here, right? Yeah, we're almost there. A magnet metal, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I could have put it in my magic pocket. Okay, right here. Metal. She gets a medal. I think maybe Johnson does too. I don't get. I shit. also. I'm not gonna lie. Like Blur did a good job with a lot of these cutscenes, but I think they did a disservice to Miranda Keys. She does not look as good. In this she scene, as she as she did in the original series, personally. Oh, here we're gonna pause right there. I wanted this scene 
in the show for no reason whatsoever, just to see the Arbiter. Also, I would have rather a show with just the blur cutscenes. Just make a movie with this animation, and I would be sold. Why is this all blurred out? Halo 2 Anniversary Master Chief Ceremony. It's just a blurred thumbnail. Mm. Oh, well. You could weld the metal to his armor. Exactly. <laughs> I would have been all for it. Like, armor customization? Perfect. There you go. It's like they hand the Chief a metal and try and pin it on. It's like, it just falls to the ground. Falls degrading into the whatever's beneath. Never mind. Oh, that's another thing. Like, Chief never takes his helmet off, even when he's in, like, in an award ceremony. Okay? Right. Exactly. Why would he take... So this this storyline they've created, all right. He's like AWOL, he's aiding an insurrectionist. This sounds like the kind of thing that maybe our safe Sergeant Johnson would have struggled with, not the chief. Yeah. I think at this point in the chief's life, if the UNSC said that woman needs to go, he would have been like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like he had no issue like beating other Spartans to death in the Spartan program, right? Uh, no, he beat ODSTs to death. I don't think he did. Oh, ODSTs to death. Yeah. Yeah. E- either way, he's already killed people at this point. Why in the heck would he care about an insurrectionist who's destroying the only way of life he knows? Yeah. Well, he, he would. So he wouldn't. So pull up um, Halo Reach George. So he does the same thing. They like stole the scene from Halo Reach where he, uh, George takes his helmet off and like starts talking to the colonist. The same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because he takes off his helmet, right? He constantly takes off his helmet. But you know who doesn't? Noble Six. Right. <laughs> that's Noble Six is basically the chief. Yes. Cortana's influence. Made, yeah, exactly. An yeah. AI robot made him more human. Well, now it's a triangle, <laughs> magical triangle rock. Magical triangle. It's probably the imprint of uh, uh, Born Stellar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I just I don't understand what the plan is. But I will say this: Will this gives us an easy stream of content to discuss on the podcast every week? Yep. <laughs> what did three four three screw up this week? Tune no, in next not time. Paramount. Paramount. Yeah, well, I mean, three four three uh, helped them on this show in some well, way. I mean, they have a whole transmedia really. division dedicated to this crap. Well, there's your problem. They probably don't have any of the game developers or story writers. No, assisting. well, they have Kiki Wolfkill, which I don't know how she was involved, involved originally. Um, then Frank O'Connor, who was part of the original Bungie team, helps on this too. <clears throat> yeah, but you give Frank too much power, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I have know what to they're imagine. thinking with this. I, like, if I let's put it this way if I were Joe Staten and I saw this script, I would have pulled the plug. Yeah, he doesn't have the power. I'm it's just completely saying. separate from the game. Or if I was Frank O'Connor and I saw this script, I would have pulled the plug. I would have pulled the plug. Well, the thing is, like, you never know. Like, maybe the first episode sucks. I've heard the second episode's really bad. But um, maybe, like, How the have ending, you heard the, like, this but from the previews? Yeah, from um, so the press pass people get both episodes. Oh, the first okay, two. okay. Uh, anyway, so um, maybe they pull it out of their butt at the end. They had, like, Paramount had to have seen something they enjoyed because they already renewed it for season two. They didn't even wait for the reviews. I mean, fair enough. But, <laughs> like, it's funny. They always, people always bring up Halo 4 and 5. But you know what? I actually think Infinite is a is a good game. I wouldn't say it's a great game, but I think it's a good game. 
And uh, here we go. So I can't believe 343 allowed this to happen. To think they would have learned from 4 and 5. How long was this in production for? I mean, a, a Halo media franchise has been in production since they first conceived the game. And they've always wanted to do this. Yeah, Unfortunately, but this one is like, when did it? When did was Halo it like 2018? When did Halo 4 come out? Oh, that was like 2014? I think it was actually 2012. Was it that long ago? I didn't think Halo 4 was that old. Yeah, I, it's been this show has been rumored to be made. No, that's not true. So it's been made since the, right, the reveal of Xbox One. Because that's when okay. uh, Steven Spielberg was attached. Okay. And I was super pumped. Even though I'm not really a big fan of Spielberg, I was like, I think he'd do a good job. Honestly, the person, if I was going to pick somebody to direct anything Halo, I would have picked, um, was it Peter Jackson? You mean Neil Blanca or whatever his name is? No, I would have picked, I would have picked Peter Jackson. I don't know, because he was the, the movie that he was like going to direct sounded super weird. And I'm right. not thrilled about it. All right, who directed Lord of the Rings? Wasn't it? Yeah, Peter Jackson. Yeah, Peter Jackson. I would, I would I, have picked I, Peter Jackson. I thought you were talking about the guy who was going to make the movie, and then no. they pulled the funding. So he no, I would have just, I would have just mind. picked. I would have said, nope, I want Peter Jackson, or this show ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, we'll look at <laughs> this. Or, or even honestly, I would have even been kind of okay with J.J. Abrams, kind of. I could pick him because he did all right with Episode Seven, and he recovered the Star Wars series to the best of his ability in, in Nine. So like yeah, he would have been okay. He tried to make the two movies and they said no. So I think he would have if he was able to get two movies out of that, he probably would have fixed it. But you know, yeah, that Anyways. middle movie really screwed that franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and the, 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 honestly, the funniest thing about that is the guy that that was the director of Eight in the Star Wars series. He makes good movies. I don't I've know seen what several happened. of them. Like he's actually a really good I director. Don't think he had oversight and he didn't know, didn't know what he was doing. And no one looked at his script and said, "Oh no, this this is just a first draft." <laughs> this movie, Knives Out. If you ever want to see what what kind of good movies this guy has produced, this movie's great. And Ryan Johnson wrote it. I liked Looper too. I haven't seen Looper, but this one's good. Knives Out is fantastic. I was surprised how good that was. So. And uh, Daniel Craig plays like a, a Southern detective and he has like a really weird Southern accent, which actually works really well. I was surprised how well he pulled that off. Yeah. Daniel Craig's a much better actor than I gave him credit for when he was just the Bond guy. <laughs> the Halo content keeps getting more and more dry. Could Halo be reaching its end? How That's, dare you, sir? <laughs> so if you look at the poll, I just put up, I'll put it up on the screen here. I, I did put a poll out because I was going to discuss this and maybe you and I can do this next week as part of the podcast. Well, but um, I know like you get all these act man videos, like how do you fix Halo? But that's not where I'm at. Like, let's see here. No wonder it took such a left turn from what they've learned throughout the years. I do believe they did a good job ish with Halo Infinite. Just a little tired with the inco incomplete games, but I digress. Yeah, like I said, Halo Infinite is a good game. I wouldn't say great, but it's a good game. So the well, poll they I put a really out, good base, and then I don't know what happened after they. Here's the latest like, poll. at the end. What is going on? What should we talk about on Newsworm? The bottom one was: Is Halo Infinite dead or just in a lull? I think it's in a lull, but I don't know what the hell's happening with that game. I'm so confused. So like, I... the, the dev team has almost completely stopped putting out updates so i'm a little confused what they're doing with this thing right now 
and multiplayer will be a huge push, but it should have been done, you know? No, part of the problem is that the majority of their workforce was contract um, people. And that means a high turnover. That's, you know, it's normal for the industry. But the thing is, they have a proprietary engine. So every time you bring in someone new, it's going to take like six months for them to learn the engine. And then that's six months. Which means you should have just a dedicated Halo team. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's part of the problem. Bungie always had dedicated team for Halo. Yeah. And you know their faces. You could probably picture every single one of them. Um, Now it's like contracting people to fix something that's like a long. That's probably the biggest issue. If you have a long-term strategy for a game, you need a long-term team maintaining it. Yeah, unless you're on like Unreal Engine, which everyone knows how to use. So that's, that's right. not and a you're big not deal. on that. Yeah, no. And even then, I still would stay, say, have a long-term, at least skeleton crew at the bare minimum. Even no, if I mean, it's they unreal. have technically like the skeleton crew, but there's a reason why we're not getting any updates. Is because like everyone quit at the end of the, the when the game launched. And now they have to train a bunch of new people to do it again. So, yeah, I'm just baffled, absolutely baffled that such a flagship franchise has been so dead since December. I'm I'm just so confused. Oh, since this isn't going to win, I just want to show you this controller, Will. You'll get yeah. a kick out of it. Uh, Amazon.com. There's a quote-unquote NSFW official Sonic controller coming out hmm. by Nintendo and Hori. Interesting. Wait till you see where the analog stick is. Hope it's in. Is it in some scratch? Yep. <laughs> oh, man. How funny is that? I didn't think that one through. Or they did. <laughs> or they did. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, now oh. I have to buy it. Oh, jeez. It has like an extra rumble in the joystick. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh man, massive! When you're playing, wow. when you're playing really well, the joystick grows. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. I can because I know you. But. Yeah, it lotions your hand as you play. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you have a dirty mind, sir. You brought it up; it's your fault. All right, so let's let's completely switch gears and talk about a video game that I'm enjoying right now. That's that is complete. Sure, well, this will be the conclusion. What what do you want to talk about? To be to be fair, now what what are you you're playing Jedi Fallen uh, Order? Fallen Order, yeah. So I finally decided to start playing it, and I I honestly am enjoying it. At first, I wasn't a huge fan of it, um, mostly because I always want to be super overpowered. As you start off with like no powers, and you have to slowly build it up. But it's essentially like. Uh, Zelda, you know how like every time you get, do a den- dungeon, you get a new uh, equipment item. Sure. And you can like go back and unlock different places that you've been before. Uh, that's essentially how this game works. So there, there are dungeons, there's free explore areas, and then you like you keep having these memories of how to use the force, and you get a new force power. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I I honestly think uh, the the actually the game I've just recently played was on the Game and Watch. The I just posted on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. was the original Legend of Zelda. I finally finished the original Legend of Zelda and found out there's actually, quote-unquote, a thing called Second Quest, hmm. which is once you complete the game, it lets you start again in your save file. The difference being um, the original one just is Link, and then when you do Second Quest, he has a sword in his hand. So that's how you can tell if somebody's on First Quest or Second Quest. And apparently the dungeons are way harder, which, Interesting. Uh, honestly, a lot of the dungeons were like, not necessarily hard, 
but there was a few rooms where it was like you can't beat this unless you have like an extra health potion and the health potions and the fairies work very differently you know in like zelda the fairies basically restore all the hearts right yep in this game they do like four or five hearts yeah and they're slacking um, and the potions do your full health every time so i think that's a little backwards compared to where the series went later Mm-hmm. But I found out that the bosses are relatively easy. They're actually well-designed for an NES game. Um, they're they're pretty fun, actually, the bosses. But the enemy types that you face in these dungeons just suck sometimes. Like, there's this one enemy. And the biggest difference between this and A Link to Past is directional versus diagonals. You get zero diagonals in the original Zelda. So, like, when you're fighting mm-hmm. something, if you can only hit them in the back or the side, if there's one enemy that can only be hit in the back and the side, um <laughs> and he turns randomly so you never know when he's gonna do it you can't hit him diagonally in the back you can only okay. hit him from the side or from the back and that's it okay everything moves on a grid okay so yeah it's a pain in the butt to kill those guys yeah I bet. so i've walked in with like two potions to kill those guys before because there'll be like six of them in a room and they're hmm. all going in different directions, and the grid's only so big, so you can only dodge them for so long. It sucked. <laughs> that was the worst enemy. Like, there's a lot of people complaining about these other enemies. No, that is the worst enemy in all of Zelda. Okay. The worst enemy in all of Zelda. There's also like four different swords you can get, um, none of them being the master sword. Hmm. Interesting. So it's a weird game. All right, here. Um, Elden Ring. Nope, haven't played it. I've never played a Souls game. I have. I suck at them. No, I played Demon Souls. I take that back. I played the original Demon Souls for like five minutes. Yeah, I can't play a game that is meant to frustrate you. (laughs) Cuphead. Yeah, no, I get easily frustrated. So if it's something where I die like more than three times or five times, I'm I'm quitting. I I no longer find it enjoyable. Is this a um, zombie game? Days Gone? Yes. It's a uh, PlayStation exclusive, actually. I might have to check that one out because that, that's the one that Sony canceled for some reason, the sequel. Yeah, of. you know, it and, made plenty of money. Yeah. Well, honestly, if I was Sony and I saw Days Gone and I had Last of Us, like which one, is, which one is your main zombie franchise at that point? Days Gone might be better, but which one's sold a com- more? It's a completely different game. They know. are different, but they're zombies. I mean, look at Capcom. They had Dead Rising and Resident Evil, and they said, nope, one zombie franchise. Yeah, but those are also completely different. It's like having they two are. different shooters. I mean, it would be like Xbox saying, oh, I'm not going to make Call of Duty anymore because we have Halo. <laughs> well, they probably picked the opposite way, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find or out. Or Doom. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, you can have different shooters and no one gives a shit that they, you know, that this, both, they're all first-person shooters, but they're very different. Left 4 Dead yeah, was Left great. Left 4 was good. I, I have played it. I like it better than Back for Blood for sure. Oh, yeah. I have a much harder time getting into Back for Blood. I like the fact that Left 4 Dead was so slow until it wasn't, and you're panicking. <laughs> that was really that was an enjoyable mechanic. So here's my last question for you, Will, just to round this out with Halo, now that we've detoured and come back. Okay. What do you think is missing from Halo Infinite? Halo Infinite? Yeah. What what is the feature that you think is missing? Why do we go from 255,000 people playing to 5,000? Uh, well, if you're just talking about multiplayer, basically no, every, general. every freaking mode ever, it would be nice to actually include some of them. So bring 
Forge, bring in Co-op, bring in, um, F not Fiesta, uh, Firefight, bring in Invasion, bring in Zombies, uh, or I guess Infected. Um, honestly, if, if they just brought in those those couple big ones, they would they would save themselves right now. Um, and then as far as the campaign, I want some freaking DLC. <laughs> they set this up as a live service game, so I, I very much expected like three months out, I would be getting my first DLC. And do you feel I, like what was there was a uh, $60 game? Mm -hmm. Honestly, yeah, I've, I've replayed it twice and I put in probably 30 hours in both playthroughs. So that's like equals 60 hours in the game, not including multiplayer. So, yeah, I think I I think I get $60 worth out of mine. OK, because. Um... I think there's probably $60 worth of game there, but it's not, it doesn't live up to the previous expectations I've seen from other people with, you know, content games like that. Like if you were to compare the length of time you can play Breath of the Wild with the length of time you can play Halo Infinite, would you think they're comparable? It's a completely different genre. You can't compare those two. They are, but they're both open world in the same way. Mm. For the most part. No, I mean, obviously uh, Zelda is way bigger and there's a way more to do. Um, there's also not a multiplayer com component. So multiplayer component is not part of the $60. Yeah, fair. But the thing is, I paid $60 for Halo 1 and never played multiplayer. And I've, that was a much shorter game. And I, I love that game. And that's totally worth it. You know what months. the difference is between Halo 1 and Halo Infinite is? A finished story? I have played Halo 1 like 10, 20 times. And I've enjoyed it every time. Yeah. But I mean, that also came out in 2001. I mean, you're going to end up playing <laughs> Halo Infinite more than once. Maybe. Have you finished it yet? Nope. <laughs> it's because he started on legendary that was such a mistake <laughs> no it's because i'm not enjoying it right now it's because you're on legendary <laughs> i bet if i put it on normal and i finished it in like i don't know seven eight hours whatever the time frame is i still wouldn't necessarily enjoy you will like it so much more i'm telling you like <clears throat> just trust me i've gone through and played it on both now and legendary was was hard <laughs> it was way better than when i, when I have but more yeah. time to finish infinite when i'm not in this like you got one night a week, and I want to play a game that's not frustrating for that one night a week that I can play. Fair. It's not going to be Halo. It might be Halo 3 or Halo 4, Halo 5 or 2 or 1, whatever, one of those, but it's not going to be infinite right now. Okay. All right. Um, my personal opinion is this game should have come out this year. And a second year delay, you mean? I think it should have been delayed one more year, personally, because... This year, I, I mean, all bets are off, but I would have thought supply chain would have been better by now. You could have had more Halo Infinite Xboxes ready to go. You could have had the multiplayer actually ironed out and working correctly. The multiplayer might have been done on campaign, and you would have had the first ready-to-go game on launch in years for the Halo series. Yep. I, just, I, mean, I don't I even think know what happened in, during development because, I mean, it was in development for, like, what, seven years or something like that, six years? And I get the fact that they worked on the Slip Space engine for three of that or whatever, but that's still three years of development, and I don't understand why... The Slip Space engine works well, clearly. Yeah, it's fine. It looks fine. I mean, so whatever the they did with that really engine, pretty. it's working well. The physics are fine, uh, but I just don't understand what happened. <laughs> right. I understand what you're saying. Like, wh like where's the rest of it? <laughs> and then 
I other I also think that one of the things that does turn a lot of people off is the fact that originally you were supposed to be able to traverse the whole ring, and the whole ring has now become all you know wilderness. <laughs> There's no biome changes really. No. Other than well, the space, the the space part in the beginning was super cool. Yeah, and like the the thing is, the biome is really repetitive, and I I didn't mind it the first playthrough. The second playthrough, I was like, yeah, this is kind of this is kind of repetitive, and I really expected like within three months to get like, oh, here's the snow campaign, <laughs> and then here's the swamp campaign. I don't understand where Plus, like where we is didn't it? we didn't need new a new bad guy. Just bring the flood back. <laughs> well, I fully expect them to eventually do that, but like, when is it going to happen? Like twenty years from now? At well, this if point? you wait, if you wait too long to update Halo, you will lose the audience. That's the problem. Fortnite has like literally weekly changes, and it's mo- it's skin. People are happy about it. Halo needs something on a regular, consistent basis to keep people interested in. Mm-hmm. Like even if it was once per quarter, they dropped a new DLC campaign for the next two years. Yeah, good enough. The thing is, I'm all about DLC for the campaign. The thing is, I'd the even pay five. I'd, I'd pay five bucks a DLC. I don't care. Yeah, or even I'd 10. probably pay ten. Yeah, easy. If it dropped every three months, that'd be freaking awesome. So, I think that's what's missing. I think a they need to fix the multiplayer playlist and add Forge, which I'm assuming they're still working on, and. Um, then obviously DLC and multiplayer for the campaign. Yep. And then once I get those things, I think this thing is pumping on all fronts. I just think it might be too little too late to restore the entire base that bought it originally. Yeah. I, I mean, we've seen success stories before when people, when games launch, they don't do Destiny. super well. Well, Destiny, Destiny launched really strongly. It dipped and then came back. So That's I guess, what I'm it, saying. I guess, yeah, I guess that would be a good analog because I was thinking of uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Um, that one like died flat yeah. out died and then came back and i mean fortnite did the same thing fortnite died in the beginning and they completely fortnite consumed. had to reinvent itself yeah. that's not a good like they they pivoted off of the original zombie mode and became what they are now so yeah. i don't know if that's a good example either they but should it, pivot good, away from the live service and give me a freaking full game <laughs> the good the good thing that we have seen with um or the good thing for halo is there is endless amounts of money sitting that could fix it. Yeah, you'd think. I, I just don't understand. So, Halo's kind of in a rough spot right now. You got uh, the TV show is making a lot of people angry with the, a lot of their lore changes and some of the choices, yep. the artistic choices they made for some odd reason. And then Infinite, the state is not finished. Yep. So also I, from the trailers, it looks like they're gonna have the uh Legolo worms do like weird like outside of the Legolos, <laughs> yeah, and like grab people and pin them to the ceilings and stuff like they did in the uh Nightfall, Halo Nightfall web series. Speaking of uh tongues, I was watching um chameleons catch bird birds, insects like giant mantises with their tongues, and that was pretty freaking cool. We were That's watching good. that uh life series. <laughs> I know it is, but you were talking about tongues, and I immediately thought about that because when my kids were struggling to sleep tonight, we watched a bunch of chameleons. Chameleons are cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. The, the chameleons in the desert, apparently. Uh, Think about how confusing it would be to have your eyes independent of each other and seeing two different parts of the room at one time. Think about like how your brain would have to process that. Your brain would probably be like, 
literally split down the middle. Like this is this eye, this is that eye. Yeah, but just think of just think about trying to react to things that are in different screens. Essentially, that would be so weird. It would be. You're right. That would be very strange. Um, last thing tonight. <clears throat> did you watch the Intellivision Amico unboxing video? Nope. They actually did one. Did you? You didn't see it? Nope. Okay. So apparently, I, I watched uh, Smash JT stream on it. Apparently, it was a assembled prototype, like American assembled in the um, studio, and they did it specifically to show what the final box is going to look like for investors in the European region. But it still was a lot better than I expected. And they showed a working dev unit. So apparently they do have a fully functioning and working Amico system that exists. So, okay. I'll believe, I'll believe the production when I see it though. Okay. <laughs> That's where I'm at. If it actually comes out, if it physically releases in some manner, I will buy one and test it out because okay. it'll be one of those, like I bought this just because it actually exists. <laughs> The kind of things. Okay. It, that'd probably be the only reason. Because I've seen where they're at, and I'm just not convinced that it's going to work well. It'd be like buying an Ouya, you know, after you already know it's not working. <laughs> it, it sounds like, you, like you're trying to uh, give reasons for a bad decision, Chris. <laughs> I would buy it as one of those items that, like, I shouldn't have bought, but it sits on my shelf for years after I demoed it. Don't buy it then. If you already know, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> I I think some of the games look fun, but I don't think there's enough there to actually deserve the price they're selling it for, at least not from what I've seen. Yeah. I'm not going to go so far to, like, you know, invest in it or anything while it's, like, in limbo right now. Nobody, do not go and invest in the Intellivision Amico. I will say that. No investment. Do not. If it comes out, make a decision then. Just like I said in the five things to avoid in 2022, don't invest in the Amico or most Kickstarter consoles because you may get it, you may never get it. And the Ouya is a perfect example of why you don't invest in Kickstarter consoles. But y'all got Tactic. No, we don't got TikTok. We have an Instagram that I never use, but it does exist. Yeah. And Will has a Twitter, but he never uses it either. I literally have been on Twitter in like two months. Probably better for your soul and your. You oh, know, it's freeing! It's amazing. I feel less <laughs> angry. <laughs> Though I have no but, idea what's going on. Chris is always like, "Did you hear about this?" Like, what? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but if you guys want to contact us, it's um, at Curlcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, that's at C H R I L L C A S T. You can also just go to the About page on our YouTube channel, and the links are there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, there's uh, there's merch. Oh yeah, we have merch. <laughs> there's twitter um there is a reddit somewhere it exists we have a discord that's not linked then we get kicked here. off of reddit or do we still have that it's just you that get kicked off of reddit <laughs> all of my original accounts got banned yes but we have a new account it exists we mm -hmm. haven't we have a reddit account and i haven't gotten banned yet uh facebook um do we have a website too by the way guys if you ever want to check it out krillcast.com provided that google didn't lapse us again they did one time hmm. Uh, this has links to like YouTube. We have a Fruit Lab. Um, we have a uh, anchor that goes to Spotify. Sorry, our live video podcast now goes to Spotify as a video. We got that unlocked. 
somehow. Mm-hmm. Don't know how. I don't think we have enough viewership to get there, but that's fine. We partner with Joe Rogan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's how that's how big we are now. Yeah, exactly. We're 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 that big, except in video games too. You know, four viewers live, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Um mm-hmm. we have an Odyssey channel, which is just uh, it's essentially like a mirrored backup of all of our YouTube uploads. It get, it gets like 95%. I don't have to do anything with it. So I keep that because uh, just in case YouTube like accidentally deletes our channel, like I've seen other people have happen. We are very controversial, Chris. So this could happen <laughs> at any moment. Um, but you can see stuff like this. Like we have our entire guest list of all the guests we've had. I need to update it. But um, all of the guests we previously had are on here. So you can go and see any of them that we've previously had on and click on their channels too. So that's cool. And uh, if we do produce more music, it's on here somewhere. So. <laughs> It's all there, but we have a lot of cool links. So if you guys want to check us out, go to krillcast.com and start clicking through the stuff and find out how many broken things on our website I haven't fixed in in, in weeks or years. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Will's got to go to bed at some point. So mm-hmm. is there any other closing thoughts that you would like to discuss? Uh, I'm disappointed where Halo is. The thing is, like, the launch for Halo Infinite was so strong, and I was just, like, I felt like on top of the world as a Halo fan. Yeah, it's like finally three or four three got this game right. It's amazing. It looks great. This is exactly what I want. The multiplayer is super fun, uh, and then it slowly just like died from there. And then <laughs> the thing is, I was also super pumped for this Halo show. It's like, oh, finally it's coming out. Like I've been waiting years for this. And then I started seeing the trailers. It's like, what the hell is this, this going what to be? I wanted. And then I watched the first episode, and it's like, you no, know, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things I would change. That's they should, all they should delay the show until they figured out Halo Infinite. That's what they should have done because right now it just seems like they're piling on the, the shit on the Halo right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's just like that pile of crap keeps getting bigger, so that stinks. And it stinks worse because there's more crap now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> look at that ghost standing over Will. Yeah, what's going on with your camera? I mean, I don't see the ghost. I do see the you got light. Like, you got like light flickering. It's down because I am divine. It's, you know, heaven's light beams <laughs> are shining on me. No, it's like a weird artifact for my freaking chandelier. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and they also said we need more merchandise like shirt and teacups. We have shirts. Yeah. They exist. And I think I, there's teacups on there too. No, there's coffee cups. Not teacups. I mean, you, you can drink use... tea out of the coffee cup. What is the difference? I know there is technically a difference, but like who actually owns that nowadays unless you're like really fancy? All right. I'm going to drop the merch link in the chat just so that they can go check it out if they want to see it. Will is God. This is true. I'm glad someone finally realized it. Are you secretly S.A. Will? Yes. (laughs) All right. Here's our merch. If anybody wants to check it out, there it is. I haven't updated it in a while, but we did change the design sometime last year. So you all can go check it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. There's a lot of shrimp on the stuff. <laughs> it's pretty much all just shrimp and the grill cast on there. Yeah, it's all there still, though. So, oh, and then there's the um, we have an Intel installation zero zero design design a designed shirt on there. By the way, oh, I, yeah, I forget about this. I forgot about this rather. Um, it was a while back. This is right. <laughs> this is actually designed by uh, installation zero zero, which I should have like made a big deal about at the time, but I didn't. But yeah, he designed this logo this version of the shirt. So if you want an installation zero zero design to Krillcast TV, TV shirt, Krillcast channel shirt, this was designed by installation zero zero. Cool. All right. As always, I am Chris and I'm Will, and we will see you 
on the next Krillcast. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. If I can hit the end button at some point here. <laughs>